Hello and welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. On this podcast, we will broadcast messages and lessons from our church. If they bless you, I encourage you to subscribe and rate our channel, as well as you can visit our website, www.springridgechurch.com. If you'd like to communicate, you can send an email to pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you, where you're listening from. And if you have any questions you'd like to have answered, uh, desire a Bible study, or would like to send us a prayer request, all of those are welcome uh, requests and forms of communication we enjoy. So we hope that the, the podcast bless you. Hope that you will uh, subscribe and become a part of our faithful listening audience. At some point, I saw a a title of a of a YouTube video that said uh, "Lake House." You could be seated on sale for sale for eighty million dollars. And everything is left in it. And uh, $80 million lake house. That's got to be interesting. I didn't, you know. <laughs> so I clicked the button. And it's a three-story building. Glass and marble and uh, gold and just the most uh, uh, gratuitous uh, building built in the 90s. So you just see it. it's got the green and got the gold and the earth tones. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the 1990s. And uh, I was curious, you know, who owns a house? Who builds a house? A vacation house for 80, that sells for $80 million. And I found out the man has passed not many years after he finished this monstrosity of a lake house. And uh, he obviously was a very wealthy man and uh, he has a trust. And it appears that the number one purpose of the trust is to plaster his name over everything that will, people will take money for. So there's football stadiums, there's, there is uh, different buildings and campuses and colleges all across the country. And uh, the thing that come to me is that, that everything that he, this man owned was left behind. And his name has been plastered. God bless Sister Olivia. <laughs> I think she's hurt. I mean, she's mad. She's not hurt. <laughs> his name is all over uh, buildings and monuments, even found the, the grave site that he lives at. But, you know, all the places you can have your name written down, all the things you can accumulate here on earth, the Bible says... Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it matters not what we accumulate here or where we may leave our mark in our name, but that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And we have a treasure that moth and rust does not corrupt, 
but we have an inheritance beyond the sky. And I'm glad to be living for God today. How about you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read from Psalms chapter 138 and verse 2. This, this Today I have been meditating upon the Word of God and, and the value of the Word of God. And if you, if you can, you got the strength, you can stand with me and read it together. Psalms 138 and verse 2. We stand in honor of the Word of God. Amen. And the Scripture says, I will worship and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Now we've heard it said, O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. My message tonight, O magnify the word with me. Can we just raise our hands and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts? Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your word. For it is forever settled in heaven. I pray that you, O God, would... Come down and visit us today and bless us today and feed us today. Let our faith be elevated today in your most holy word. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, for all things are naked are naked, naked, and naked, and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I have sat in a pew and stood in the house of the Lord, and as the word of God was preached, I have found that the Word of God is alive. I have found the Word of God to be powerful. I have found the Word of God to be a divider and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of my heart. I have found myself open and manifest in the presence of the Lord. And I knew the eye of the all-seeing one, that all-seeing eye was looking upon me. And I was thankful even now as I preach about the Word of God. I am thankful that the Word of God is alive. Amen. Amen. I can think of many times that one time in particular seems to stand out in my mind in this moment. How many times I've opened the Word of God and, and it just seems to fall into a certain place and my eyes settle on a certain text and that Word is alive and it has spoken to me. It has convicted me and at times it has comforted me. I've had the Word of God confirm to me the things that He has been speaking in my spirit and today I want to encourage you today if you're at the end of your rope there is hope in the word of God there is hope in the word of God the word of God is alive and no matter how dead we may be no matter how discouraged we may be if you will pick up the word of God and ask the Lord to speak to you his word is alive and powerful it is a piercing discerning thing if we will open our hearts 
heart and allow it to do its work in our life. Oh, magnify the word with me. Second Peter chapter, chapter 2, I believe it is. Ch chapter 2. It's chapter 1, actually. 2 Peter chapter 1. I didn't. I missed my 1 here. I went and printed it out. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 9. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light. Everybody say a light. A light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Amen. There are seasons and times when darkness seems to run the day. There are times where we're discouraged and it seems like the wind just is blowing us about. Amen. And we wonder if we can make it to the breaking of day. But I'm telling you the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. And those things God has given you in his word, those messages that have planted faith deep in your soul. Amen. I'm telling you the word of God. We have a more sure word of prophecy. The Old Testament, those words were powerful. They were eternal. They came through God, through the inspiration of his spirit. But even today in this New Testament that we find written in the epistles, it's an even more sure word of prophecy. Even as the Old Testament foretold the coming Messiah, the New Testament tells us of a second coming of that same Messiah. There is a second coming of the Lord. And I'm telling you that though I have hope in this life, I've got a hope beyond this life that's so much greater than this life. Amen. I'm glad today that there's going to be a payday coming someday. There's going to be a reward coming someday. There's going to be a rest coming someday. And I'm glad today that because of the Word of God, I have hope today. Verse, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. We are, we, we are living in a world of confusion. Amen. People believe, well, you, that's your interpretation. If I had a dollar for every time someone has looked at the Word of God and didn't like what it said, they will say to me, well, that's your interpretation. No, sorry, Sally. No, that's too bad, uh, 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 Bob. I want you to know today that there, the Scripture is of no private interpretation. If it's my interpretation or your interpretation, it's a wrong interpretation. The Bible says what it says. It means what it means. And it is sure. It is steadfast. It's unmovable. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But the word of the Lord standeth sure. Amen. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. God used uh, the, the, the people of God, the men of God, and God spoke to them. And Moses, as he 
was on that, that burning, uh, shaking mountain. And God showed him the heavens and he saw the pattern of heaven. And he saw God gave him the plan of the tabernacle or Isaiah that, that he saw. And he, he prophesied the coming Messiah or Ezekiel that saw the river. Ezekiel that saw the valley full of dry bones. Amen. Today we have the word of God that spans the, the, the timeline of humanity. But there's going to be a day when time shall be no more. And there shall be no more night. There shall be no more death. But I want you to know that I'm, I've got a hope today that there is a day coming that when all the world is passed away, the word, the word shall stand forever. And I will stand on the word of God in that day. Oh, magnify the word with me. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, Paul is writing to Timothy, a, a young man in the, the, the house of God and the ministry of the Lord. He says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Verse 15, that thou from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. What's he say? Verse 16. All Scripture. Say that with me. All Scripture. Say it again. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Oh, let me tell you, there's a lot of people, they have said we don't need to worry about doctrine because doctrine divides. You bet it divides. That's what it was meant to be. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces. It divides asunder the soul and the spirit. Have you ever asked why the soul and the spirit needs to be divided? Because your soul, amen, it is that flesh. It is that identity. That is, it is our proclivity toward the things of this world. And sometimes we can be confused between what the spirit of God is saying and what our soul is saying. But the word of God, if it will divide it, amen, it will divide it in two. And it will help you understand this is my will, but this is is God's will and so many times they are not the same amen we have to reach a point of surrender that says not my will but thine be done the will of God is a cross the will of God is narrow the will of God is a burden the will of God is a challenge the will of God is a sacrifice the will of God asks you to do things you don't want to do to say things you don't want to say to be where some you don't times you don't want to be but the will of God the will of God is always right amen and at any time you wonder what you need to do you need to hear the word of God listen to this preacher tonight Amen. Just sometimes you know what the right thing to do is, is because you don't want to do it. Oh, magnify the word with me. Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 39 Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me.
Amen. I am so thankful today that, that as a child, as Timothy, amen, I was raised with the Word of God being read in my ears and, and, and heard in my heart and hidden in my soul. I'm glad today that it wasn't just upon my own personal discipline, but somebody, Sunday school teachers, Parents and pastors, teachers and evangelists, they spoke the Word of God to me. Amen. I heard the Word of God when I was laying down. And I heard the Word of God when I was uh, getting up. I heard the Word of God when I was going in. And I heard the Word of God when I was coming out. And I'm telling you, the Word of God sowed into a young heart. The best thing you can give your kids is the Word of God. There's some people would never dream of not giving their, their children vitamins. They wouldn't dream of not giving their children vaccines. They wouldn't dream of taking their kid to a, a checkup. They wouldn't dream of letting them miss out on some event or some sport. But I'm telling you the most vital thing that you will ever give your child, it's going to be the Word of God because the Word of God will cause them to stand. Amen. When the world falls down around them. Amen. I thank God that day that somebody told me the Word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and without faith it is impossible to please Him. Amen. Without the Word of God there is no faith but with the Word of God is where our faith begins. Oh magnify the Word with me. Let us exalt His name together. Amen. I think it is interesting, the opening text that I read to you, uh, uh, David says, For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. That's hard to comprehend until you realize his name is a word. <laughs> My name is Scott. And Scott is a name, but Scott is a word. That's deep, isn't it? <laughs> in fact, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. Amen. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. The Scripture tells us no man has seen God at any time, but thank God it does not say no man has heard from God at any time. When I cannot see Him, I can hear from Him. I can hear His word. It, it may echo from the past and it may speak to me in the present, but I am so glad the Bible doesn't say no man hath heard from God at any time. Come on somebody. Oh magnify the word with me. In John chapter 7 verse 38 Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We live in a world where too many people believe on Jesus as the Pope has said, or as the preacher has said, or as the mama and daddy and the granny has said. But what they are hearing is not the Jesus that's in the Bible. There's all kinds of false Christ that are preached by all kinds of false religions. Some people believe that Jesus is an angel. He 
He's the brother of Lucifer. Some people believe that Jesus, amen, is a third person in some fictitious trinity. But I today know that Jesus in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I am complete in him. The word trinity is not in your Bible. It's not in anybody's Bible. But Jesus says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, I don't need to believe in the trinity to be saved. I need to believe that he, that Jesus said, except ye believe that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. I'm telling you today, too many people are caught up in the fiction and the fables of modern Christianity. We need to fall in love with the word of God. I don't care what T.D. Jake says. I don't care what uh, Warren Wearsby says. I don't care what John Piper says, I don't care what, what Shakespeare says. I don't care what Spurgeon says. I don't care what any other body else says. Amen. I'm telling you, as long as you've got the word of the king and you've got the word of God, that's all you need because the word of God will stand when everybody else has fallen down. Oh, magnify the word with me. Let us exalt his name together. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18. Amen. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Who's him? For through him. Everybody say Jesus. Through Jesus we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Amen. So through Jesus, we have access to the Spirit, to the Father. Some people would say, well, there it is. There's three. Jesus, the Spirit, and the Father. But here's a revelation for you. Amen. The name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost is all personified and magnified and glorified in the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. No man has seen God at any time until there was a great begetting and a begotting of the Word and a, the first begotten of the Father, the Son of God. Amen. The Bible says Jesus, He hath declared Him. And it is Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. No man cometh to the Father but by him. There's, there's only one way. Amen. There's not in many ways and people choose the path they want to go. It's a narrow way and that way is Jesus Christ and the only way you will ever see the Father is when you see Jesus because Jesus is the Father and the Father is Jesus. The Philip said, uh, uh, Jesus show us the Father and we'll be satisfied and Jesus looked at Philip and said, how long have I been with you? And you asked me that dumb question. Show us the Father. He that has seen me has seen the Father. Come on, somebody. When we get to heaven, there are not three thrones. Amen. There's one throne. There's one that sits upon the throne. And the Bible tells us he is Lord of lords and King of all kings. He's the Alpha and he's the Omega. But wait, Jesus is Lord of lords and Jesus is King of kings and Jesus is Alpha and Omega. Jesus is the beginning and the end. There was a beginning to the flesh, but there is no beginning to God. Before time was, Jesus. Jesus 
The very essence of the, the eternal God. Amen. That spoke the worlds into place, into space. Amen. It was that God, that personification. Amen. That was made flesh. Jesus declared to us who the Father is. Come on, somebody. I've heard people say, well, how can he be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost all at once? The same way that Jesus is the Lamb of God. And he's the high priest of all believers. And he is the judge of the sacrifice. It's the same way that, 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 that Jesus is, is, is the... And his name shall be called Wonderful. Yeah. He's not just wonderful, but he's counselor. He's not just counselor. He's the mighty God. He's not just the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Amen. He's not just the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. I'm telling you, Jesus, in him dwelled all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him. Somebody say, Jesus. The scripture declares, for he is the, the head of all principality and power. Amen. Oh, magnify the word with me. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Everybody say the church. And, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen. What does that mean, the apostles and the prophets? It's the New Testament. It's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Jesus is the thing that puts it all together. On one side, you have the, the prophets. And on the other side, you have the apostles. And the cornerstone is Jesus. Jesus is what brings it all together. Jesus split the timeline. And Jesus pulls the church together into one church. We're one body. Amen. And we're filled with the same spirit. We're not filled with just the Son. We're not just filled with the Spirit of the Father. We're not just filled with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. We got it all. Amen. I've got Christ in me. I've got the Holy Ghost in me. And I've got the Father in me. Amen. And I know how to pray when I pray. I don't have to make sure I pray the Father five minutes and the Son five minutes and the Holy Ghost five minutes. When I pray to God, I pray into all three at the same time. I start with the Father and I end with Jesus. And I pray into the same one that's sitting on the throne. Whew, come on, somebody. 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together, together. If there's somebody close enough to you, reach out and just tap them on the shoulder. Amen. Touch the hand. Everybody say together. We are fitly framed together. And we are growing unto a holy temple of the Lord. In whom all, you also build it together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. You know what? I, I, I can be driving down the road all by myself. And, and, and Jesus is there with me. But there is something special when I'm walking with a brother and a sister in the Lord and we can begin to talk about the Word of God together. One of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world is to talk to somebody about what the Word of God is saying, about what the Word of God declares. Amen. What does this Word mean? And I'm so glad today that God has given me the opportunity 
mercy and the privilege and the calling to declare unto you, amen, the word of God is enough. Amen. The word of God is sufficient. The Word of God is holy. The Word of God is pure. The Word of God will quicken you. The Word of God will wash you. The Word of God will be bread when you're hungry and water when you're thirsty. The Word of God will strengthen you when you're weak. The Word of God will convict you when you're wrong. The Word of God will correct you when you've, when you've lost your way. Let me tell you something today. The very best thing you can do for your eternity is in the moment and the times you've got Amen. Spend some time meditating upon the Word of God, hiding the Word of God. I think I could preach all night. Let's stand together. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your Word. Thy Word is truth. Hallelujah, Lord. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the Word of my God shall stand forever. I thank you, O oh God, Lord Jesus, the little bitty Bible somebody gave me when I was just a little bitty boy. I thank you, Lord, for that little bit bigger Bible somebody gave me when I memorized the books of the Bible. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the other Bibles and, and the bigger Bibles, Lord, and the multiple Bibles. But God, I'm so glad more than a book, amen, with pages and ink. But God, you've put your word, you've made your word real and plain to me.